0: Okay. You ready to roll? This is me just rolling with the Dan, not planning, just like jumping right in. I got no outline. I'm just asking questions. You ready?
1: (sighs) Okay. I'll
0: take that as a yes. Hey, what's up, Blazer fans? Welcome to a special edition of the Blazer's Edge podcast. It is Thursday Ugh. night, and God. Danny is so excited to jump on and give his initial reactions to Trailblazers signing former, let me see if I got all the teams right, Denver Nuggets, New York Knicks, Houston Rocket, Carmelo Anthony. Is coming you forgot to Portland. the thunder. Oh, I forgot the thunder. Darn it. Well, like I said, I didn't script this episode or plan this episode. I'm dumping in with both feet. So let's start off. What? Oh, wait. You probably can't say it on the recording because we're PG. Um, tell, <laughs> Walk me through. Do we have
1: a bleep button?
0: <laughs> no, we don't. So get a rain on it. <sighs> so walk me through your initial reactions when you found out that the Trailblazers were going to be uh, signing Carmelo Anthony. I myself was shocked. How did you feel?
1: Um. Uh... It sounded like, what? But it was replaced with a different word. Um, I, I, I quite literally scared my fiance. Um, this is the thing that I keep going back to, and this will kind of be the overarching theme of this. Just it reeks of desperation.
0: To sign mellow at this
1: yeah, point. Yeah, like at some point, in the last two games of Damian Lillard getting box in one and seeing two defenders and kicking it at the corner and nothing happening that like the, the motivation behind the starting this season so poorly at four and eight and really looking bad for most of it. That's just the reality of it. And then throwing in the, you know, the gas to the fire that you came out and said you were a championship contender this year. You, you asked me when we, when, when the season started, why that was a problem. This is why. This is why you don't put that out there when when not everything's set, because the desperation is – if this was a team that was still – even coming off the Western Conference Finals and they said, hey, we're we're still building towards something. We still believe in this team. We're going to make some tweaks, but we're going to still build towards something. Do you think even with this bad start, even with the injuries, with all these issues, that people would look at this team the same as they are right now?
0: You know I don't answer rhetorical questions.
1: Uh, you, you you don't think it would be different
0: i don't know dan i just i'm just puzzled why they signed a four when it seems like they need a five like just bought like uh, they just they like a, they need somebody who is seven feet tall
1: they need that too they need a lot of things but they need a four they they, they do need a four and i was looking for a, a four or five type and this it, is one of those things where you, you look at it and it's like that's they they went to Damian Lillard Dame went to Neil and signed off on this and that's just that's the position they're in that's how desperate they are there's there's a there's a strong possibility that Carmelo Anthony when he joins the team will be the starter they've gone through quite literally everybody they've started Hizonia they've started Tolliver they've started Nasir Little
0: okay so removing ourselves emotionally from our feelings about this. Uh, and given that Mello hasn't played for a while, but when he was in Houston, although he wasn't great, he also wasn't terrible. Do you think that he is uh, this time probably a better basketball player than those guys? Like, should he be like, w- if you looked at what we've seen out of Hazonia and Tolliver so far, taking out the fact that it's Mello, but, do you think that he as a player has, you know, is as good as they are?
1: Talent-wise, no. He's better. But execution-wise, need-wise, so many things. Attitude, fit, culture. There's so many things here. Like, how many teams have had a chance to sign him since he was let go from from Houston? 29 other teams. Mm Mm-hmm. None of them did. Why? Well, there there are certainly issues. So you you have to sit here and wonder, what the hell? Okay, I, I it, there's so many thoughts running through my head right now about this entire situation. It's hard for me to like, really put it all together without cussing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, we've got a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. From listeners, and I've only got two more days of the Hallmark channel. So if I'm gonna like completely immerse myself in these movies to try to like numb myself to whatever is going on right here with the Blazers, I gotta get on that and watch as many movies as I can. So we're gonna jump right ahead. So we did get some questions from listeners, and we'll start off with Belgian Blazers. I'm afraid this one might also send you around the bend. Belgian Blazer wants to know how bad do you wanna buy a mellow shirt? Could you please uh, address that?
1: Like Mellow Yellow, we, we we going back to like Dick Trickle Racing days. Sure, I'll grab one of those. Hell, I might have one in the closet. But a Mellow, no. That was a no, very I, niche this... joke. Yeah, you all, well, you know, you got to you got to recall the days of the delicious beverage, Mellow Yellow. Not sponsoring this podcast. Um, yeah, no. And the thing is, like, I put a poll out earlier today, like, how are you feeling about this? And and the three of the options were basically shoot me into the moon. One of them was great. And honestly, a third of the people responding are either trolling or are legitimately excited about this. And that kind of tells you the state of the situation right now.
0: The state of the team in general that this is life and something interesting to talk about?
1: Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. It's like right now with the way this season is, and this is going to probably piss plenty of people off, but they are quite literally one step away from being done for the year. Mm-hmm. like. They they are already and people are like oh you're overreacting you're worrying no I'm not <laughs> not in the least bit they are getting run out of the gate and this team and we talked about this coming into the season that they're paper thin and they're not done making moves yet this isn't the team that they're going to have by the end of the year and so this idea that they they need to tread water until then they don't need to just tread water they need to do better than that now they're five-and-a-half games behind the Lakers already. That through 12 games, they're five-and-a-half back. They're 13th in the West. And that help isn't coming until bare minimum December 15th. Bare minimum. They have to tread a month before they can even consider making a move. And that's why I say this this move is entirely about desperation, because they have to get to that point.
0: So are you saying when it's saying it's about desperation, you're saying it's about desperation because they think he's going to move the needle in terms of them being able to get through the next few months? Or if it's a move of desperation because Neil Olsh- you think Neil Olshay wanted to make a big splash and do something so people could say he did something?
1: I think it's probably a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Because... Again, but do you? Goes but do you, but
0: you, do you uh, think that like the basketball people on the Trailblazers were like, you know what? He can provide something to the team.
1: This is going to sound really bad to the guys that are already on the team, but provide what? Like, like you're you're they're quite literally looking for anything a bucket. Yeah,
0: I mean, a bunch really of buckets. Actually, because you know he's what not
1: what wa- he's not to stop anybody.
0: Yeah, I know. I want some. <laughs> oh my god, I miss Nurkic so bad. Mm. And I just, like, it's like when they replaced the floor in the Moda Center, they added, like, a big welcome mat underneath each one of the painted areas. I mean, like, they can't stop anything. So are they just going like,
1: to, like, outscore, outscore
0: everybody? Yeah. I mean, hey, obviously, this their is going to gonna... paint defense.
1: <laughs> no, they're starting lineup. If, if Mellow starts, it's Dame CJ Hood, Mellow Whiteside. Uh-huh. You might as well just put, a, a, a like, a red carpet down the paint. Mm-hmm. I, this, I, I quite literally have my hands on my head right now.
0: Okay. We're <laughs> going to get back to the questions because you didn't address the uh, issue about, or maybe you kind of did. But there's also a whole bunch more questions from uh, listeners who want to know about Carmelo wearing number seven. And I think yes. that's what we we're getting at. Gee, that's
1: a hell no. Um, as president of the Brandon Roy fan club, I will absolutely lose my ever-loving mind if he even comes anywhere near that jersey. Hundred percent. Like I don't. I don't usually get emotional with stuff. I usually kind of try to detach from like how I really like how I'm feeling versus like trying to be analytical and and taking a look at a situation. Just this a is a very hell,
0: animated analytical.
1: It, yeah. Ex- well, that's yeah. Absolutely. But like I, I do try to keep. Those two things separate, but like the, my, my my love for Brandon and what he did for this franchise and everything that he went through, like that is a untouchable, unspeakable. I will absolutely lose my mind if he puts on that jersey.
0: That's you just gotta think that that would be a bridge too far for like
1: Mel has to know that he, he, yeah. like the hundred percent. Right, know it's that. not like he's not in have.
0: his generation yeah <laughs> i mean they know each other i'm sure yeah and, and
1: he has to know like nah. and the thing is he can't wear 15 either because that's retired mm. so like uh, the thing is he, and he better not he, wear
0: 25 we have a whole or, list of numbers that he can't wear <laughs> or
1: 22 you can't put 15 and 7 together no 22 so well it'll be like, interesting. like i said earlier like he can wear like 74 like yeah. that's fine
0: yeah F- 59 Mm-hmm. That would be a good one. Okay, well, we'll find out more about that oh, soon enough. Going, Moving on to questions. This is from John Woods, uh, paint, undersigned, sign, undersigned, play. He's uh, John asks, all of Mello's minutes at the four, any at the three or the five? What do you think?
1: Yeah, if they play him at the five, things have gotten even more desperate. <laughs> um, I don't think you're going to see him at the three. That that really hasn't been a problem. They still have more. They still have Hood. They can still put his own in there if they want to go with him, too. Um realistically, when Pascal Siakam hit Mario with like the same spin back move like four times in a row, that was probably the moment they're like, "Okay, we need a six foot nine body. And And like you're just
0: like might as well get somebody who if that's going to happen to it, we know is going to the ball is going to go in.
1: Well, I mean, do you know the ball is going to go in? I mean,
0: well, you know, more likely.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing is we're talking about like. He was like, well, he'd be better than what they have. And I'm like, well, the baseline is so low. This kind of goes back to the whole, like, forward position argument that we had about Harkless and Aminu. And,
0: but it's like, not how wrong.
1: But <laughs> I, I know. But again, but like the whole idea of like, well, Mo can do this. He can. He's doing just fine. He'll be better. Da, da, da. And it's like, yeah, but what's, what's better and what's the cost?
0: So are you saying that the thing that is disturbing to you in a non-emotional way, of course, is that they could have signed somebody else into that position and now their last position is taken and they are locked into him?
1: Well, they're locked into him because of the non-guaranteed contract. So that's, that's like, I guess, the one saving grace here is that. Right. It, and there's it, a non-guaranteed
0: it, contract going pretty well down in Los Angeles to this point.
1: Yeah, I mean Dwight, if you wanna try to find the positives in something, Dwight uh Howard is, is doing okay. Yeah. He's he looks like he's willing to fit in, but i we we we're we're would, already taking chances with, with Whiteside.
0: Right. I was gonna say normally I would be, you know, totally uh like, confident, like, this is no problem. Dame can handle it. I just know that his attentions will be split because yeah. he's already trying to uh, introduce Whiteside. But I had the most brilliant idea while I was watching the game last night. I think that Pow Gashal should be just 100% devoted to mentoring Whiteside, and those two can just stay in lockstep. And that way, Pow does all the work of helping Whiteside figure out what his role and position are so then Damien can spend time with the rest of the team.
1: It, here's the thing is that we haven't really talked about too much. How desperate must Damien Lillard be to, to green light this? How, how how far down his rope must he be to be like, yeah, this is what we need to do. This is what needs to happen. Because he, he quite literally came out before the season and was like, no, no, we're not going to sign him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like after, like, like he, he publicly said no. Yeah. And now they're back to that point.
0: Right. Well, things change and things can change in a moment. That's my other Marcus Aurelius quote. I like to quote him in bad times. And I said to Joe Simons on Twitter the other night, my number one Marcus Aurelius quote, which is never let them touch your soul. But the other thing that he said is things can change in a moment. And I think that those are two things that we have to hang on to to get us through this season because they really can change. I mean... I don't think, obviously, that just the injury to Zach Collins is what's completely uh, seemingly derailed the team so far. At least, but that was a big part of it, and that happened real fast.
1: Yeah, and and this kind of goes more to the point of, and and this isn't a shot at Zach. This is like more the point of like the situation that they were in is that if you're basically your entire premise of your season. Outside of how good Damon C J are hinged on Zach Collins, how what does that say about your plan? Like that that's it, that can't that can't be the case. A tertiary role, defensive role player can't be the make or break of your season. That, that's why I always said coming into this year, like it's a transition year.
0: I would like argue it's not. You mean he's tertiary in that he is not as important as Damon CJ you don't mean he's tertiary in defense because I think Zach Collins no 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 without... no I thinking, okay tertiary role
1: player like right. he's okay like his, his role is, is to got play it. defense like yeah. anything you got out of him offensively was, was a bonus like yeah. but but that like when you're hanging your your hat on that one hook of a guy who's unproven as a starter to be that much for you that's why I came into the season. Like that was probably the biggest part of it. And that's not a shot at Zach. You just you can't you can't hang that much on a guy like that. You can do that to a Damian Lillard in his third year who started Dave since day one. You you can't do that to a guy in a new role in a new place where the, where championship hopes and expectations are quite literally like sitting on his shoulders. And it's, it's not his fault that he got hurt. It's, it's not anything that has to do with him. That's just not. Fair to him because of the the roster construction.
0: Okay, well, this is the Carmelo Anthony edition of the Blazers Edge podcast. So we're going to go back to a few more Carmelo questions because you and I are going to be talking again in just a few days about our regular weekly topics. So we'll we'll come back to Zach. But uh, for tonight, let's see. Let me find one. There's a lot of very funny ones that are probably not ones that we are going to talk about. How many games does Mello play before he gets cut? We are going to just say that he is going to last the rest of the year. Okay. This is an interesting question. Let's hope not. Aaron let's Ross. Be honest.
1: Let's, let's hope that, that he doesn't last the rest of the season. Because if he lasts the entirety of the season, that means they're not making the changes they need to make.
0: I see what you say. Yeah, you got a point. Yeah, well, (laughs) let's see how it goes. Let's just see that. Let's look at Aaron Ross's question: Who Mm -hmm. will play more minutes of NBA basketball this season, Nazir Little or Zach Collins? This I think that's super Uh, interesting because now, because we were like getting ready for the Nazir Little, you know, experience, but now they've got a an established four who's coming in. So, do we see Naz again?
1: I I think I think Naz is still going to be out there. Mm-hmm. I think he gives them the energy, to spark, and and hell, if, if the Mellow experiment doesn't work out, guess what they're going back to? Mm-hmm. It's, it's gonna be the seer. Like we we didn't see Tolliver last game, right? At all at all. So um, I, I think that's that's just gotta be the way it's gonna go.
0: Here's one from Cody Hamilton. What? other guy out there has Olshay gone after, but didn't get that we can be expected to be on the Blazers later this year? My answer is Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, because I was thinking
1: well, that last night. Well, they, they got him. They I know him they had before, him, so. but
0: they let him slip away within like uh, seconds in the trade, in the draft, for people who were not following at that point.
1: Mark Gasol, Blake Griffin, Kevin Love, um, Aaron Gordon, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, who who else is is out there that he's going after? And because he went after Paul before and got him now, he went after Powell before and got him now. <laughs> I mean,
0: Bazemore. the list,
1: the I mean, oh god, let's hope Chandler Parsons doesn't somehow end up here. <laughs>
0: uh, so, well, yeah. I, there's a kind of a related question from Hoy Fob, who says, name other players that can fill in the gap at four via free agency, not a trade. So we'll have to like tweak that a, a little bit or try to interpret that a little bit. But I guess what they're asking is what fours. I wonder, I'm not sure if they mean like fours who are actually still out there right now. I guess we could start with that. Are there I mean, other fours out there right now?
1: Steve DeWalt highlighted a couple of the guys with the you know the Dante Cunningham's of the world and Farid before he mm-hmm. signed in China. And we, we talked about that when, when guys started to kind of go down and, and Whiteside seemed like he maybe miss might miss a few games. But I, again, I don't, I don't think there's a free agent out there that, that does anything. I don't think adding Carmelo Anthony really does anything. I, I don't think any of these, like it was like the, the most common thing I, I saw to, to, to my um, frustration with the signing is like, well, it can't get worse. Yeah, it can, it can get worse. It can go more south. It can get more sour. So, I, I, I don't.
0: Like, what do you mean? Elaborate on that. What gets worse? They lose. I mean, we don't know how many games they were going to lose anyway. So, they just lose a bunch of games. Is that the worst thing that happens?
1: Or you tear up the locker room. Mm.
0: I you th- mean, like, you think that there's a chance that, that this could be too much for I, the.
1: How'd it go in OKC? How'd it go in Houston? Like, <laughs> I mean. Ye
0: have little faith.
1: <laughs> I mean, when you've got a track record, yeah. Yeah, I do. Like, I, 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 I you have to wonder these well, things. Well,
0: but we just talked about Dwight Howard seems to be doing fine. I, I mean, do
1: I... admire the fact that, like, you and Joe like to just continually like, oh, you know what? This will work. Oh, you know what? This might work. Oh, you know, what? this one might work. I personally don't like to just sit there and, like, keep cutting myself until I don't bleed anymore. Like, I just, I just mm-hmm. don't. I, just, I don't want to look at this and, be like, I, why, why should they have to take this risk? What is the gain?
0: I just, I guess I look at it like they did it. Well, there's nothing I can do about it, so try to understand what happened.
1: Oh, we, mean, we know what, under- we understand what happened. They're desperate.
0: hmm Right, so what's but, it going to yeah,
1: look what, like? What, what's the gain? What do you like, what do you, what is your best case scenario for this?
0: Best case scenario is that he comes in, he plays really well. The locker room doesn't suffer and the Blazers end up winning more games than they would have won if he hadn't come. Is that like a super terrible outcome? I'm, what am I missing? How is that?
1: (laughs) Okay. So that's your best case scenario. What's your worst case scenario?
0: that it goes terribly and the Blazers lose a whole bunch of games.
1: And fractures the locker room, causes more problems. Like, the the net game versus what could be the net positive is incredibly slanted to me. Mm,
0: well, I am just, I don't know. I just, that's it's not in my nature to worry about that, like I said earlier, because it's like it has nothing to do with me. I can't do anything about it. All I can do is deal with how I react to it. So.
1: I. What, what, that's the thing. is you, you, you do look at this significantly different than I do.
0: Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you know, Dan, you're like the, I guess, kind of like the problem solver. I mean, you know, like if you and I were like stuck on a life raft in the middle of the ocean and, like, we were trying to, like, get rescued or whatever, you be the one, like, you know, watching for sharks, fighting off the sharks, you know, <laughs> making sure that we're catching fish and figuring out how to eat and, like, you know, fixing all the water and everything. And I'd be the one whose job it is to look out the horizon to find land. So we're <sighs> complimentary here, buddy. Complimentary.
1: The thing is, the way that I look at this is the risk is not worth it. And you, you know how I felt about when when they made the white side trade? Mm-hmm. Like what's what's the trade-off here? And we've already seen some of it and thankfully it hasn't been as bad as I thought it could be.
0: Really? Cuz that's that, funny because I actually think it's a lot worse than I thought it was going
1: to be. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I remember what I said. I said I, I I thought the like he could quite literally derail the entire season. Mhm. Like, that's, that's how much I was worried about that. And he hasn't done that yet. But again, we're only 12 games in. But, like, we, we've already seen Dame actually yell at Whiteside twice on the floor, and I've never seen him do that before. Like, in a, in a way it's demonstrative. Now you're going to have Mello and Whiteside on the floor at the same time. And say what you want about Mello being a better player than what the Blazers currently have. I'm not debating that. I'm not arguing that. But, Getting somebody else making room for somebody else when they're already trying to make room for Whiteside to make room for other guys to get CJ going, like I, I can't wrap my head around why it's worth it to risk it for what could only be a few games, and if and that's like the kind of like best case scenario because I I don't think they need just a few more games. They need a substantial lift to have any chance to be competitive unless. One of these other teams in the top 10 just gets a massive injury and gets derailed.
0: Any chance that Mello doesn't come in and suck up all the minutes and we still see continued development of the young players and he's more like considered to be, you know, like backup and fill in and, you know, the bench player, or do you think we're still on the thing where he thinks that he's coming in to start?
1: No, I I almost guarantee that the, 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 when the call was made that hey you get to come in and start.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see I, that. I, I
1: I I'd be willing to bet a substantial sum if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, with that in mind, I I think Nas probably still gets some minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think they still look at him for some developmental minutes, um, especially if things don't really improve. Is he let's, in the let's,
0: closing let's lineup? Say, oh, sorry.
1: Well, no, no, no. That's a good question to kind of carry on from this. Is like let let let's say that that. Um, things don't go bad, but they don't go great either. And they're just happy to keep the status quo because maybe having Mellow gets you a few more people in the, in the building, you know, uh, that's, that, that's on a loss to them. So you play Melo. Uh, he, he sits in that closing lineup, but in between it, it's not time. And mm-hmm. you, you find a way to get him minutes um, because the season isn't kind of getting any better. It's not totally derailed, but it's not getting any better. It's not getting any worse. You know, maybe they pick up a couple extra wins here or there, but it's not enough to kind of get them over to where they need to be. If that's the case, then I, I would expect to see Nas still get some time.
0: Okay, that was the most positive you've sounded all night. Good job, Dan.
1: But I mean, <laughs> again, that may sound positive, but we're still talking about this team being in a place like I don't want them to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I you, you know my view on this. Either be building towards something or don't.
0: So like, you think and, this? No, so do you think this move stops the build?
1: I think so, because I don't think I don't think the net gain is going to help.
0: You think it signals the stop of the build, but they still have Anfernee. That you just said they're still going to be playing Nas.
1: Yeah, those guys will continue to develop. I, I, I'm talking about record-wise. Like it, I, I know how insane it sounds—12 games of the season. But what I've seen from this team. They are, they are a bad team uh-huh. right now. They, they are not in a place of like, oh, you know, things could just kind of go their way. I know they've been close in games, but they have been outplayed in nearly every game they've been in. And it's been by the absolute grace of Damian Lillard's superb ability this year that nobody saw coming. The level at which he's elevated his game. And that still has... Tara, they dropped a game where he scored 60 on 33 shots.
0: Okay, but why does that make adding Carmelo make them any worse? Like, you just said that they, you think that but, they're but, a bad but, team. And now I, I they've know. added Carmelo Anthony. And that makes Here, them worse?
1: I'll, I'll go ahead and put it out there. So, so there. Tank.
0: Do you think that – that's what really I'm started. getting at. Do you think yeah. this ruins – if the Blazers were to tank, it's going to make them that much better that it's going to ruin the tank? Is that what the problem is?
1: It's not as bad as it used to be because of the way the draft lottery odds have been adjusted. But if they're going to be a bad team, be a bad team. So you
0: I- think it's a bad thing because they're going to get Carmelo Anthony and they're going to increase just enough that it's going to, like, wreck their chances their, of –
1: That's their best – Getting a
0: better, okay, I I actually understand that. That's way easier to understand than all the other stuff that seems a little bit more nebulous.
1: (laughs) But instead of saying like instead of winning like thirty three games, they win thirty seven. Yeah. Or you know instead of thirty one, they win thirty seven. Whatever. So
0: you're upset because he might give them a few too many wins.
1: Not not that not too many wins. I think they might pick up one or there. They probably wouldn't have picked up otherwise. Again, what does that help? Uh, it doesn't help anything. Okay. They're, they're not. They're not. I don't think it's enough to buoy them or to uplift them to get them into a playoff position to tread the water. I just think they pick up maybe a couple wins throughout the season. Uh-huh. A, coin, a coin toss game here or there. Right. So if and they that,
0: were, you were hoping that they would, if they were going to sign somebody, it would be somebody who would make a greater, like a, a enough of an intact pack to really leap them ahead, rather yeah, than and that, maybe boost the them like, by a couple
1: either 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 sign either make the move for that guy you know as early as you can in the trade deadline or you evaluate and and see what will way things are going
0: but then like, in april you're mad because you're they're the seventh seed and they're gonna get you know if they lose in the first round like it's kind of like they can't really win <laughs> and i think would your argument be that they got themselves into a situation where they can't win
1: Yes, and, that's, uh, and that was the thing that we talked about a lot more off-air than we talked about on-air, that I looked at this as a transition year. Uh-huh. And I always did, and that's what baffled me about the whole, this is the, the championship contending year, because they didn't have the roster that, that they were going to have going into next season. And that's true most years, but I'm talking major changes, and it, it, it always is like, well, Why? Like, I understand wanting to keep a winning culture. I understand wanting to always strive for greatness. And I, 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 I love those things. But at the same time, if you're, if you're burning out Damian Lillard for 38 minutes a night where, in a season where you might not even make the playoffs, what, what does that do? What does that accomplish? And I can't wrap my head around that.
0: I don't think there's any possibility that you would think that adding Melo would make it so that Damian Lillard doesn't have to play so many minutes, does it? No,
1: no. Dame. Dame is, and this is one thing I love about him more than probably anything is he's never going to admit defeat. Mm-hmm. He, he's full Mon- Monty Python.
0: Yeah. It's,
1: <laughs> it's, still it's only but a spoon.
0: Yeah.
1: That's what he. That, and it's not fake. Mm-hmm. He believes that to his very core. That's how a, a three star guy from Weber State became an MVP candidate. Like, he is an otherworldly, unnatural belief in himself. And it's amazing
0: okay i'm gonna yank us back with uh one more question and then i'm gonna get us out of here because we were Mm -hmm. supposed to go short and we've already gone way longer than we planned
1: i I I didn't
0: okay this one sort of actually builds on the one that i asked about the uh the closers this is from sir wheezy who says any chance this means less white side in the fourth quarter
1: no now they may use this as an option now that I think about it. They might
0: put out a bunch they, of shooters.
1: Yeah, they, they might do that because the one skill that I'm certain that Mellow has over everybody else that they would put in that position other than, say, Scal, is he is still a rebounder.
0: Mm, right. The yeah, Blazers need skills. rebounding help. Yes.
1: And you know what? I should probably retract my all of his minutes of the four because he probably will get some closing minutes of the five. Hmm.
0: Not, not, not the more that I if think they're about they're not playing that. against somebody who's real big.
1: Yeah, these teams that have gone to these small ball lineups. Um, and again, that's why I've kind of pointed out the Pascal Siakam one. Um, when, when Mario's just getting beat by Siakam. Um, Melo's not a defensive stopper, but the one thing he is is he's 6'9". He's like 260.
0: Mm-hmm. He's a big I, guy, so he can take up yeah. some space. He can fight for rebounds, and mm-hmm. he's got a reputation as a shooter.
1: Yes, So and he can cover a guy at the three-point line. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, like, he, well now that's something.
1: Yeah, and like he he moves better than Hassan Whiteside. There you go. Wait like, the build, lead? There's your positive. Wait
0: a minute. Moves bury better lead, than Dan.
1: Hassan Whiteside. There you go. Well like,
0: We need they need help on the three point defense and the defense in the paint. So, you know, if we can get help with one of those two things, I'll take it at this point. <laughs> okay dan we got to cut it off there yeah um it's uh been quite a night everybody we can we can all go back and reflect on what just happened and uh see what happens do you my guess is that his first game back will be monday night against houston is that what you're thinking i
1: think it'll i think it'll be houston i've been making some calls trying to find out when he's going to join the team he is joining on the trip
0: because
1: that's god that would That would make for a hell of a storyline if his first game back is against Houston. And I'm sure the NBA is sitting there salivating over that possibility.
0: That's got to be. Do you know off the top of your head, is that a nationally televised game?
1: I don't off the top of my head. But if it isn't, if it's a flex game, it'll be flexed in
0: right on oh man things are heating up well like you said a million times in which i uh, agreed with you every time is that <laughs> this is going to be an interesting season and it certainly has i've uh i'm not sure how much i've learned but i've watched a lot and i'm fe- feel like i will come out the other side of it having learned a lot once i could just wrap my brain around what happened
1: yeah seeing him in a jersey is gonna hurt
0: we'll be fine it'll be fine it's fine it's fine,
1: Dan. Like, I, mean, it's fine. Like, I mean, like, physically hurt my head. Like, it's going to be hard for me to wrap my head around it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, we'll see him in a jersey before we see Pau Gasol on the field. Or maybe Pau will come back at the same time. That would be awkward. Who's going to play for?
1: He should be coming back here in the next couple weeks. It's, so that's something to watch for.
0: Will, will there be any clash there?
1: Mm. They probably ought to start Melo and then um, – you know, you, you work a lineup, maybe. Scap- about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, so interesting. I am very interested to see what happens. And I know I said that word like 20 times already. This
1: No, it, it, it is. It, it's what it's, <laughs> that's what the season is going to be. Like,
0: right on. It's going to
1: be interesting. It's not going to be short on, on any kind of hashtag content. That's for sure.
0: That'll do it for this interesting Carmelo Anthony edition of the Blazers edge podcast. You can find me at TCB Biggs on Twitter. Dan, take us out of here.
1: All right, folks, you can find me all on social media at DMARANG at D-M-A-R-A-N-G, and following every game with Joe Simons on NBC Sports Northwest Blazers, Outsiders, and which, uh, after the game Saturday night, we'll probably talk about this some more and have some updates on whether or not or when he's likely to join the team. Uh, until then, uh, we'll catch you all later. Bye.